0: This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. What do
1: you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? you got to get up close like this. Bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Will <where> i
2: <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
1: Sherman, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it. Are
0: you running a business or a charity?
1: The war. Leave the gun.
0: Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a part of that, Farker? I fine. I don't fine. Clance on, the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century.
3: Driving
1: home.
0: My hand
2: on the cell phone pulling over, turning up and dial it to my fingers live nice, inside. Nice, 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 nice. nice, this is live at five, live at five, yeah. live at five. Let uh, yeah. me move this. We have got a little uh, scenario here where we're setting things up. Sorry, that's a little loud. Uh I got an in-studio guest coming in, actually two people. But the problem is, once again, Jim Levin has uh, sabotaged my guests uh, before they can actually get to the studio. We're back in the uh, b- the bowels of 199 Walter Avenue. So when you get to the rectum part... No, I'm sorry. Uh, when you get to a certain part, you can't get beyond that. So that's where we're at. Can't do the show. Actually, I can. Uh, duh. Uh, welcome to the show. It's a Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show. Meredith Meredith George is in to talk to us about a big uh, family event. Ah, uh, now I can breathe again. Uh, here on Saturday at the the town. Uh, oh, well, I'm going to let her talk about it when she gets in here. Uh, she's with a, a member of the volunteer fire department, and uh, it's a big event this Saturday. And uh, I want to talk to Meredith. Obviously, a little bit of controversy with Meredith in recent weeks, months. Uh, But the big story today is at 5.45, uh, which is about 52 minutes from now or thereabouts, I will be talking to uh, 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 Congresswoman Claudia Tenney uh, at at that time to talk to her about her recent trip to Taiwan. She also went to Mongolia and to South Korea. And uh, she flew out there and she flew back. And, yes, her arms are tired. And so Claudia Tenney, uh, her uh, video or interview that she did, I don't know if that's Newsmax or... Some, some news agency, some conservative agency that gives a crap about conservative values. It's amazing all the stuff. I I, I, t- I don't know where to start anymore. I, I often think about you know the you know doing this show on again off again so to speak for the last twenty plus years. It's amazing uh, that I would never imagine that the the stories that are being I, the, this latest story. I brought it up yesterday, and Tucker brought it up last night, uh, and before Meredith comes in, I just want to squeeze it in. But the story of the Duke volleyball team at BYU, and just imagine the amount of gas spent on sports that don't matter. I'm sorry, that's sexist in nature. It's it's girls' volleyball. But going from, what, where's Duke in uh, North Carolina? Uh, where's it rally? It doesn't matter. From one side of the country to the other, to play a volleyball game, and then some some uh, woman on the Dukes, uh, and I, I don't know her name, really doesn't matter, but she claimed that she kept on getting pestered Uh, throughout the entire uh, uh, match. Now, volleyball matches, you know, it's the best of, what, five? They play 21. You have to reach the 21. The game itself, or they were out there for at least an hour. It was videotaped, just like anything else, just like I videotape, or for that matter, Steve Weed, a football game. So a lot of things are documented these days. But uh, the Duke player claimed that uh, there was someone calling her or referring to her as nasty things, including the N-word, and that it was repeated again and again and again. And uh, BYU took that needless to stay very very seriously, and they invest. They actually interviewed fifty people that were there, which is the proper thing to do. And as it turned out, nobody heard anything. And then of course they went right to the videotape, as Warner Wolf would say, and they didn't hear or see anything. And they didn't see any type of distraction. In other words, if you're making a claim that someone's yelling at you and yelling some some heinous things at you, you would imagine that would probably take it t- like ball players that are heckled. Or a comedian on the stage, eventually they're going to react to it. They're going to win, so they're going to look around. it. did you hear that? Nothing, nothing whatsoever. Yet another claim of of racism. At a, at, in this case, a Division One uh, sporting event uh, that never happened. And yet the Don Lemons of the world and everybody else jumped on the on the uh, obligatory bandwagon, kind of like Jim Levin, and uh, said it was true, but without looking into it. Now it's completely false. So anyway, come on in, guys. I just wanted to squeeze that in there because it's one of many crazy stories. That if you told me 20 years ago when this show started that we would actually be talking uh, a, a, about such things and, and that if, if it did happen, if I was a soothsayer, I would say, boy, that person would probably be in a lot of trouble. Not at all. Uh, Tawana Barley cases that happened in the 80s and so forth happened today and uh, they go unnoticed uh, unless of course you Tucker carlson and fox news and for that matter the live at five show so without further delay meredith george i am fine looking for my phone dip dip, 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 dip. welcome to the i see that you got here bring that
1: down just a bit Don't,
2: uh, yeah. it over. now let's test your microphone i'll say a couple words meredith hi glenn all right so meredith now that we have you here to talk about what are we talking about
1: we're talking about the town of watertown's community day
2: and is this done through the uh, through the uh, volunteer fire department Okay, yes, that's it is. What, gotcha. Uh, which is great, uh, and no, no disrespect. We'll get to, we'll get to both of you uh, with respect to all this. But Meredith, how are you feeling about the uh, the local Republican Party these days in Jefferson County? Got to ask you. We're not going to talk about that. Can't talk about that. I'm sorry. I put Meredith on this. Because she's done so much to the political uh, uh, landscape up here, I had to ask her as my investigative journalist. Someone accused me of today of not being investigative enough and not realizing that our local hospital doesn't have a trauma unit for a lousy gun, gunshot wound to the leg. I won't ask that question, but Meredith, I'm sorry all that happened. I could I could say that, right? Yes, I forgive <laughs> you. I love it. I love it. Okay, <laughs> let me just make sure everyone's on our camera because I am recording this for forever. Um, is there any way you can shift this? To just so we can see both of you. Huh? Move over, just so I shouldn't, no, move
1: over to this way, sorry. Okay. Move that way, and I can shift it accordingly. Okay. I, this is my crazy
2: way of producing the show. Okay. A little bit more, Meredith. Okay. Just a little, so we can see you. Oh, great. Here's the camera. Oh, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff, um. Jeff uh, put it upside down the other day, because oh, I don't want anyone looking at me doing the show. <laughs> Seven five <755. laughs> right, so anyway, so it's a big event. Is this an annual event, uh, Meredith? Grab that microphone again.
1: Um. It's, we plan on it being, it, it has been in the past. But and,
2: COVID got in the way.
1: Well, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been since they've had one. Right. Um, so this is, they've been wanting to try to kick it off and right. get things back going to, to do something for the community.
2: And what, what is Family Day? What is it all about?
1: Um, it's about the town of Watertown and bringing the people together for some You guys great get
2: way activities. too much of a tax base. My god, you got more money you could burn <laughs> money out there. Why do we need a family day for the town of Watertown anyway, Mary? A I'm just kidding. Day.
1: We need a family day. It's a great opportunity for the people to come together, learn about the fire department. Right. Learn about the people that are there, right. why we're there, right. and just to, you know, there's there's something to be said about getting everyone together mm-hmm. and forming strong community bonds. And I think that's what this is and really I
2: know should know this. The w- town of Watertown, that's up where everybody votes on out of Washington Street, if I'm not mistaken, Meredith. Correct. That's where, when I make a mistake, when I go from Sulphur Springs Road to another road, I cut in between there and realize, oh, this is where I vote. Or this is where I pay for my parking or my yeah. speeding ticket. <laughs> or this is where I see Channel 7 waiting for the, the, you know, the latest felon from the town of Watertown for committing a crime that I can't understand. Anyway, so that's a big place, and, and, and that's awesome. So, well, great. Without further delay, if you can introduce the man to your left... Uh, or he could perhaps could do that. Just shift the uh, microphone over, and you are, sir. I'm
0: Bill Bayman from the, from the Town of Watertown Fire Department. I'm, I'm currently serving as a secretary charger for the fire district. Nice. The fire district is, which Mer- Meredith is one of our uh, fire commissioners. Yeah. They're elected officials that uh, oversee the, the fire district and tax the residents and, and raise money and, nice. and uh, for the fire department and operate it. But um, I guess that was... That was voluntold to come. come voluntold? And, I like that. I like
2: that. that's a new word. And yeah, come yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. listen to this guy. <laughs> maybe we should, and maybe to you. No, it's good. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: But uh, we we used to do this event. We used to call it a black party and have a band and all that. And uh, just to kind of thank the community for their support. Uh, for and then the Steve
2: Duffany complained about the noise level out yeah, there, and you stopped a bit, it
0: a little bit. But we try to we try to get it cleaned up before <laughs> ten right. you know. o'clock. Right,
2: right, right, no, I,
0: But um, so we're, we're trying to reinstitute this. To, but the big thing we're trying to do is promote the fire department and the volunteer fire department, right? Um, right. Because we need volunteer firemen badly. It's huge. It's a it's, it's a big problem. I mean, we we get members that are anxious and eager to join, but with the with the requirements now, right, requ- for a volunteer fireman and for an emergency medical technician, it's it's, it's just devastating for people. They just can't they can't. Make so let me ask
2: you: You're a seasoned guy. You've seen a lot of fires in your day. How long have you been doing this? Over thirty years. So you've been doing it for thirty years. Now, obviously, there's requirements physically for someone to even be a volunteer because you don't want someone that's just going to get in the way and, and at, at any kind jeopardize his life and other people's lives or the property of the people living there. I get all that. Yeah. But yes, the New York State, New York State rather, under Cuomo, whomever, up the ante as far as requirements are concerned. Why did they do that? And is it too much for the volunteer, for, for, for what you've recognized as what it takes to be a volunteer fireman?
0: Well, there's a lot of factors, you know, from the NFPA, the National Fire Protection Association, that's that sets the standards for for the fire service, right? As well as OSHA and Pesh, for safety and all that, right? You know, to, to look out for so they look out for the uh, you know, the workers, the firemen right. themselves, right? And and and, it, and just the training to be able to respond. And in these these days, yes. there's so much more than just <laughs> pulling the hoses out the fire truck and putting the fire out. Right? You've got to know about hazardous materials. You got to know about chemicals and, right. and and you know electricity and
2: right. And, Types of fires, conditions, wind, basic stuff. But
0: in you know, Town of Watertown, we get a few fires through the year, but our bread and butter call is, is motor vehicle accidents. Interesting. And, 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 and the accidents are getting more and more interesting every day now with the electric vehicles on the roads. Interesting. And yeah. Batteries. Yeah. We, have, we cover Route 81, and there's a lot of accidents on there. Um, car deer accidents are huge. And yeah. They, right. And they create a, and all kinds of different messes. Uh, I've seen all you know everything from tractor trailers with leaking fuel and, and having to collect it before it gets into the, into the local streams and all right, that to, right. to people actually hurt and killed by, by in a car deer accident. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's. It, there's a lot. There's a lot more to just you know being a firefighter than right. just fighting fires. But okay,
2: but at the end of the day, fire is no different than it was when we were cavemen. So you know, well, uh, so now we're scaring away people that would normally say, "Hey, I want to be a volunteer," but if I don't have any type of CMT experience, for instance, or if I don't want to go through that training process, I'm, I'll be I'll be less inclined. That that probably curta- cuts down the number of people that actually it, want to do this.
0: It, it, it's a commitment for tra- to get, you know, get all your training completed. And, and one of the things that I've found lately is is New York State provides a training for us, and it's right. free, and, but, you know, the, it's, the taxpayers pay for it. Right. But there's l- fewer and fewer trainings available for, for guys to take. So right. you come and join the fire department today, yeah. and we want to get you into the basic exterior firefighter right. course. They used to have one at least four times a year in Jefferson County. Now they're lucky to get one twice a year.
2: And, and is that because of budget cuts or you know availability well, I or?
0: I think it's mainly for instructors. It's harder harder to just so, get
2: instructors. So it's it's amazing. Okay, so we have more types of issues with more. First of all, I've never seen so many deer in my life hmm. in the last couple of months. I'm sure you've noticed that too. Oh, yeah. So there's more more deer on the road. More stru- more. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. We, mild winters. I'm I'm assuming right. I mean, it seems to be that way. There's more of them. Uh, but then then there's more structures, there's more possibility there's more electric cars on the road, there's more uh, power lines that are aging and whatnot. So you're seeing a lot more with that but but that said, you know still it, it, uh, anyone who has a high school degree has the competency to say, "Hey, I want to volunteer, I'm strong enough. I'll be the guy that's going to show up at three o'clock in the morning at my neighbor's house. You don't want to turn that 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 guy or woman for that matter down, no, right?
0: No no, and, we, and and the fire department provides those those guys, the we call them rookies. Basic training yeah. for the fire so they so they can yeah. come in right. pr- and and give us some support and and help us in, mm. and feel productive. Mm. Um, but th- in order to get their certification to actually put on an air pack and go in a burning building and right. all that, you've got to go through all the. You
2: got to go. Through. How long is that? Well, how long is that process to do that? It's, Weeks. It's,
0: a, it's almost 150 hours. Total is it really? Of training.
2: So is that one of the main reasons why you can't get new volunteers to join? I mean, that's a lot of time. We're, we're
0: getting the thing is we're getting volunteers to join. <laughs> yeah. But once they get in, and, and you know, they we, we, you know we when we, they join, we say, Well, you know, it's a bit of a commitment. Someone's yeah. so training and right, all this. Right. What we expect. And they're, they're kind of gung
2: ho at first, but I think when they get into it, they go, Oh, boy. Yeah, right. And then we, we lose them. Right. That's, well, okay, so it, it, it must be discouraging on your part to know that any given time, including right now, there could be a fire in the town of Watertown and you don't have enough people to put it out.
0: Right. Well, that's why all the fire departments. Have a, what's called a mutual aid agreement. Meaning. So, if there's a fire, you, we can automa- we can go to the dispatch and call mutual aid. We have what's called automatic alarms. Right. So we can call a second alarm. We get so many.
2: And that would mean like literally what we hear in the yeah. town of Watertown Garage. Then you're going to say we don't have enough. We need more Indians right. down here to and put so the fire out. they'll
0: off. send somebody from Adams Center. They'll right. send units From Adams Center, Sakis Harbor, Brownville. Right. Black River, all yeah. the neighboring departments, and the bigger the fire, yeah. the more surrounding yeah. departments. But you, but you there evolve. might be
2: situations where the fire might not be that much, but you're still reaching for someone outside your district because you don't have enough people. to... How do yeah. you know when it's too late? When you don't, hey, we don't have enough guys to put this fire. I mean, every second is very vital.
0: Well, we we, we try to be safe and sorry. If if there's a report of smoke condition, right, or anything, you're people, gonna get the word we're, out. We're gonna get the word. Gotcha. Out. Okay. Like. Uh, Two weeks ago, we we had a call up at Summit uh, Nursing Home. Yeah, right, and, right. And the, that uh, would be a huge fire if that ever happened, yeah. Uh, and and then the, they, the dispatch came back from the uh, people on scene saying there's a smell of smoke. Yeah. Well, before we even got on scene, we called mutual aid. Wow. Because... It's a facility like that, right? you, you don't know what you're going to get until you get there, but you better ha- have enough people come. Exactly,
2: yeah. So I guess, you know, if, if you, yeah, for instance, I, that, that's one of the biggest uh, structures in the, in the county. So if you hear something like, at, at, at a place like that where there's a lot of people that can't move around too quickly, it's an adult home, then you're going to react accordingly. Because, okay, that property has five stories, wood structures, blah, 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 older yeah. people. So you, you, you prepared for the worst, but that didn't happen, obviously. It's right. still standing, which is a good thing. So that, that's awesome. But, again, we're, I'm losing track of why we're here. Uh, there's two things. It's family day. It's a great day. It's yep. a Saturday. It's going to be right there at the uh, town of Watertown. Uh, uh, rides, face painting, all that stuff, donkeys. Uh, what do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before.
0: I think we've got, we got a bouncy yeah, house. A bouncy, a bouncy house. house. It's going to be got, windy. We, it's going to be viral. We've invited, invited food trucks and ice cream trucks. Right, and, uh, right. We're going to have a band plan. Who's the band? Band is ransom. Okay. Yeah, they're a good band. Yeah, they're a good band. Yeah. What,
2: their, what are they gonna do? Put put the hold the kids in the bouncy house for ransom <laughs> and then play while while the adults. That's a. So what are the what are the times again, guys? It's this Saturday from when? Five p.m. to ten p.m. Oh, it's at night. It's in the evening. So out. really, this isn't for kids. And why would it? Because you want you want adults to show up. And what do you do? Get them sauced up and say, Hey, you want to be a, you want to be in a volunteer environment? Yeah, sign right here.
1: Uh, <laughs> Not really. Yeah,
2: grab de- grab grab There'll the mic. Be
1: some demonstra- like
2: some of the firefighters, it's like
1: firematics up. They will be there with the equipment, showing right. you know, doing demonstrations for the kids.
2: Um, my daughter's a volunteer firefighter. That you mentioned that Meredith.
1: Yeah, and um, she loves to show the kids and try to get them excited. Isn't that something? Some young people there that are
2: so and really obviously good. you know it's in it's in the it, uh, if you talk to any fireman, I'm sure it's it's your case. Where this was in your blood a long time ago, when you were, when a child, a young person, yeah, and you had I to. Grew up in the fire service, my father. Was so your father, so what, what? Your first fire? Can you? Do you remember your first fire that you went to? <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> maybe I guess you do. Know, well, maybe so many, you don't. Been so many of them. You, you do you? Re- you got to remember your first. Oh, I it. remember
0: a fire that I went to with my father. It yeah, was a, it was a big, big fire. It was an old Masonic temple, and it was. I mean, I we had to move the cars like three blocks away because of the big embers coming down. Isn't that something? I mean, I, I, that was a scary thing. And That was in the town. Was that up here? No, or? No, that was in, I, I'm from Rochester. Area. Like in
2: Rochester. What brings you up here?
0: Well, I was in the Army and I got stationed
2: at Fort Drum. Oh, wow. There and you I go. I up marrying a local girl. Yeah, of course. On. Right, right. <laughs> Who, you Richard Gere? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, Mara, right? The, <laughs> town, <laughs> the
1: town of Watertown is very lucky
2: to have yeah, oh, of course. Well, yes, you are very lucky to have both. Where do you live, uh, Meredith? The you live in the town of Watertown. That makes sense. What what, what, what road are you near? Uh, Sandy Creek. Okay, you know. Sandy Creek. So I I lived out there for about four or five years uh, on uh, Rice's Road. So yeah, I'm water. familiar with the town of Watertown and uh, uh, Attorney Capone and uh, the Duff Man lives out there. That's where <laughs> we're picking on the Duff Man. Well, that's great. So uh, a somewhat annual event. It's a, it's a night event. What's the weather look like this weekend? Does anyone know?
0: supposed to be good. It's supposed to be sunny. And
2: it's, and it's been sunny. great all summer. I mean, really, I mean, it, 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 as far as events are concerned, none, nothing's gotten rained out. But we do need less muggy weather. I don't yeah. like the mugginess. Well, it's, I guess it's coming back next week. Is it real? Well, I mean, it's still technically. It's still, it's still summer. summer really. So, anyway, Meredith, i got to ask you only because I have uh, a question. Uh, because later on in the day, I announced this earlier. And at 5.45 in today's program, we're going to be, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney about her recent trip to Taiwan and other Asian nations. What What question would you... Can I ask you this? If you had to ask Claudia Tenney a question, and ultimately she's going to be our congressperson. We know that. Uh, what would you ask her if you were at the helm today? What would you, What do you want me to ask her? Um, you have all the answers, Meredith. What, what all what, the what,
1: answers. <laughs>
2: She, yeah, bring the she, microphone.
1: I guess why she wants to be a congressperson. Well, she already is. but right, why, but why yeah. she wants to represent us. What, it, what drives her? I right. like to know what drives people.
2: What drives people. Yeah. Okay, what drives you to run for office every yeah. two years yeah. and wonder who's go, who are you going to run against? You know, someone that's a, a, a rhino? Some, the
1: district keeps changing.
2: It, yeah, yeah. Well, the New York State keeps changing. We lost like 800,000 people in, in, uh, in 10 years. It's just disgusting what's going on here. It truly, truly is, and then of course we have Kathy Hochul that looks like she's going to win by at least a quarter of a million votes. Uh, and they say, "Oh, uh, Zeldin six Zeldin's within six points." Do you realize how many how how many people that is with less than sixty days left before the election itself? Six six points. Anyway, so uh, free of charge. No one no one has to pay to come That's in right. here. Free. Uh, uh, and the band is starts what time? Uh, probably eight o'clock or so. No, they're starting uh, start at five o'clock. Really, really. Just what? Okay, so Ransom's going to be there, but how how do you lure people over to the table where you sign people up? Like, how do you do that? How do you tell people? Okay, well, step what up.
0: To, what we're trying to do is get the firemen. to go out and mingle with the crowd. Right, say, right. Hey, you know. You see that truck interest over, interest over interest. there? It says, yeah. V- being a volunteer didn't on. buy that. You know, See <laughs> what they're, you know, interested, especially you know, you know younger guys and all that.
2: But right, right. So and so people know going into this, they're say, "Well, geez, this might be an opportunity for me to check out things, be a part of the community." It's a the good news about the town of Watertown. You got a lot of people moving to the town of Watertown, yeah. so and, and then and then of course we got that huge facility that's going to be built in the next couple of years in the town of Watertown on Route Three. So uh, I, I I don't I don't know how to ex- how to uh, say this, but yeah, well, well no it's gonna ha- oh yeah uh, Joe Bartlett we have a naysayer here no just kidding no, I'm not a anyway no no uh, no it's true we've been saying it for years Well, let's just say hypothetically it is built does that mean like hey you know the state's got to step in there and so we can't build an eighty-three million dollar structure and, and and depend on volunteer firemen to put it out if ever that you know what I'm saying. Th- is there is there anything that would say that hey wait a minute we we can't do this just like the mall was built before that they probably had you know th- had some concerns like who's going to put that out the the city of Watertown jumping you know and now it sounds like Mo Green you think the city's going to go override anyone <laughs> in my casino no it's kidding anyway uh, so th- does that is that a concern for you if if they do go ahead and build that what are you going to do then
0: it is it is a concern because when you you got an event center drawn up to ten thousand people at right. one time right right. If there's an emergency in
2: there, yeah. traffic and all that, right? Like, one way in, one yeah. way out. That's what I'm concerned. The, the, a, a facility of that size should be like Shea Stadium. We should have Grand Central and one and Van Wyck and whatever. Yeah. So you get in and out. The, these these venues that they're building that where you you know you can't get in and out of. It just doesn't. Make, try getting out of Orchard Park after. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're on someone's lawn for for like an hour and a half. It's absurd. Well, guys. Thank you very much for coming in here, Meredith. Thanks for not answering any of the real important questions. No, you getting. Very welcome. That's anytime. great. And Meredith has done a tremendous job uh, uh, with the. You know, by the way, there are a lot more Republican voters than Democratic voters. I got Jude Seymour sent me some. I was going to call him Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sent me some staggering statistics today. I said, no wonder this is a, a, a Republican stronghold. Oh, look at all the Republican voters. So there you have it. Okay, listen, guys, thank you very much. Good luck uh, for, this, uh, for a family day this Saturday at the town of Watertown right there. What road do we call that? Uh, Sulphur Springs Road? What, is, what road is that? I don't know. Even- it's County Route
0: 67, 67, Brookside Drive. Brookside
2: Drive, because it's right near the uh, the beautiful cemetery Great there. Christmas. Let's do the break right now. We'll be back with more of the Live at Five show, and uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney and 15 will be back. The North Country's Best Bridal Show. Call 855-858-5807. You know, for the first time, I shouldn't say this. I don't want to be a downer on a Tuesday. And thanks, of course, to Meredith George. Uh, and Mike, so I'm forgetting his name now, I'm sorry, uh, for the, uh, announcing the big event, the Family Day. Family! At uh, the volunteer, or rather, the, the, the town hall up there, at the town of Watertown, uh, right outside Brookside Cemetery. Uh, that's uh, 5 till whatever, it starts at 5 o'clock this Saturday. Uh, so what was, where was I going with this? Okay, so that commercial that you've been hearing ad nauseum for a very, very long time. Oh, we're going to have another stock market. Well, it, it, that's a good transition to what happened today. Uh, the, de- the, the, the stock market went down 1,200 points in one day. It's a little more than a, a percentage and a half, which someone was saying it earlier. I don't know. Um, I'm discouraged because, you know, I, 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 it, it, it was so good seeing, you know, under Trump, of course. Think, I'm not going to get into this because in a little bit I've got to get prepared for the congresswoman. But it's, it's, I'm not a stock market guy, but I do know what's up and what's down. And uh, you know everyone's talking about the high cost of this, that, and the other thing. Even extrovert the other day said the average donut at a local proprietorship, otherwise known as D&D, is $1.65 for a donut. Now, again, I said, why should we base our lives on, on, the, on the cost of a donut? Well, again, a donut is a, was, at least, a throwaway snack that uh, keeps you awake for another maybe 15, 20 minutes during the day because of its sugar and yeast content uh, that shouldn't be that much money. Uh, But it is. And by the way, for the record, if you go to Tim Hortons, you get a lot cheaper than that. Plus, the coffee's cheaper, and I think it's better. Uh, But nonetheless, that's just Glenn Curry talking. I don't want to get out of line here. But inflation's ridiculous. And, of course, they're boasting about how gas has gone down. And yet, Mm -hmm. uh, on the other side of the mouth, just a couple months earlier, they said the president has nothing to do with the cost of a gallon of gas or the barrel of gas. And and you hear that from Joy Behar, Whoopi, and everybody. It's just insane what's what's going on what what they're what they're teaching uh what they're saying and getting away with and, and that's why you know that's why you know i, I, I where, where would we be without fox news and yet when i say something like that someone on the outside looking in would say well there you go again you're just living by the by by the the news provided to you by one uh rigid source And they don't get that. They look at it like we are complete, complete nefarious people of society, the MAGA country. And I'm not a devout Trump lover, but let's face it, the Republican Party today is Trump's party. There's no doubt about it. Whether you love him or not, it is. And the stuff coming out of Kamala Harris's mouth and the rhetoric rhetoric rather, we hear hear, here, there, and everywhere, the left is just going to make things a lot more difficult for us to exist. It really is. So when someone like Janet Yellen, for instance, talks about this whole transitionary, it's all transitionary. She's got a Brooklyn accent with that horrible lisp with her collar up. It's just, just it's maddening to listen to that woman. But, and I, I bring her up only because it, it's, it's, just, it's always this woman that's, or person, rather, on the left that's trying to explain uh, that it's everything other than what it really is. And, and Randy Weingarten, for instance, another perfect example of saying that they can't get uh, qualified teachers anymore. And somehow or other she blamed that on, on uh, climate change and the policies in America that need to change. Uh, Janet Yellen, you know, a secretary of the Treasury, was talking about Roe versus Wade being an issue on our climate uh, and, and it's like, or on our economy. And like, I, how how does that how does how do those words come out of someone who's responsible for something completely different? So I guess I, what I'm saying is, it, no matter what they say, their base will believe it, and a lot of them understand that, that it's it's probably not true, but in the realm of Donald Trump or a post era period which we're in right now, with as long as Donald Trump's not a president, they're okay with it. That's that's what it comes down to. And, and for me saying that, of course, to our friends like SG and whatnot. So there he goes again, but I said it anyway. Uh, 755-1240. I could squeeze in a phone number between now and uh, 545. I'm checking the phone to make sure. Sometimes the congresswoman does call in early. Uh, but And I also want to just say a uh, shout out to our friends at uh, News Junkie. Thank you, thank you, thank you for not only providing a link to the show, but a continued link to uh, the football game that I did this past Friday. Uh, which was Indian River versus Carthage. I see people. I see the numbers on Facebook. That obviously was was recorded on Friday night for all to see forever and ever and ever, uh, for as long as we are here until China decides otherwise. Nah, just kidding. Uh, and thank you for that because the numbers are increasing, and that that helps in so many ways because one, it was a good game up into at least uh, uh, the fir- the fourth quarter. And secondly, it's just part of the, what we do here, community broadcasters, that uh, the other guys, and for that matter, you know, there are other people doing stuff. So don't get me wrong. Uh, Channel 45 was there, for instance. But uh, I do that each and every week, and this week I'm, I'm looking forward to the game that uh, we're going to be doing next, and then we're moving down to uh, South Jefferson. South Jefferson will be hosting West Hill. Uh, so 755-1240 if you want to call it. Now, I, I, again, I, I, there's a certain caller, and, and I'm, uh, he's a good guy. And he called in on the hotline show today. Is Glenn Curry supposed to be a journalist? He doesn't know that they don't have a trauma unit. I, I keep on hearing Jesse Ventura's voice, and I don't know if that's Louie or whichever. Because I'm getting old in my ears, and I'm I'm not deciphering as much anymore. But no, it's true. I did not know that if you got shot in the leg uh, in a, in a dispute on State Street over probably a, a, a bag of French fries, whatever it was, they knew each other. This happened on Saturday night, and the victim got shot in the leg and was, for whichever reason, flown down to uh, to, to Syracuse. Now, uh, maybe it was a lot more severe than, than you know, I, I guess I watch way too many movies because how often does the good guy get shot in the leg or, or in the shoulder or goes through them and it hits, it's a flesh wound and, and they turn around and they shoot at the suspect and they shoot him right in the eye as he's moving and he's 100 feet away. So, uh, you know, when I hear a leg wound, I'm like, oh, what, what, what's, what's a leg wound? You can go to Samaritan and get that taken care of. They have doctors there. They have a trauma. Nope. Uh, I should have known that, but it, it does seem a little zany that someone with a, with a leg wound, and by the way, he's okay. There was no life-threatening issues with him. But it is possible someone could get shot with a wicked bullet, you know, with a flat end, uh, head to it, whichever. You know, jo- John Lennon was shot with a regular 38 caliber, <coughs> yet the, the bullets themselves were 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 different, and it's and he got shot in the shoulder and, and it hit an artery, and as a result he bled to death. So a leg wound obviously could do the same. You, it could be a, you know a horrible break and you know the femur bone, whichever or needs a lot of attention. You got, but it just seems extreme that someone gets shot in the leg and they put him on a uh, on a helicopter. And 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 I said that because there was years ago there was a guy there was a poor poor gentleman uh, that had a heart attack and uh, he didn't have a lot of money. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he was from the town of Houndsfield. And he was transported from uh, up here down to Syracuse. And then he had yet another heart attack when he saw his bill that his insurance company wasn't going to pay. And I think it was in the area of like $75,000 to be transported by way of helicopter from here to Syracuse, which is, what, 70 miles away. I'd have a heart attack too. There's no doubt about it. So I know it's not cheap. And I know some dude that got shot in the lake on a Saturday night in State Street, Watertown, more than likely doesn't have 75000 Listen, I'll tell you this. I'd have to dig deep to, 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 and sell some things to, to pay for that myself. That's a scary notion. But my goodness gracious, you know, a leg wound like that. That's, that, was my, that was my surprise. Yes, as your so called host here in AM 1240, I should have known. But I didn't, so I apologize for that. Five minutes before Congresswoman Tenney, uh, call now or forever hold your peace. Claudia Tenney uh, was on Wake Up America, and uh, they um, instantly, after asking her about her trip, uh, and I'll bring this up if she doesn't mind. You know, there was a, a man and a woman, of course, in Wake Up of America. I don't know if that's Newsmax. I don't know what entity that is. Uh, but they interviewed her and they asked her about her trip. But they were more enamored with, you know, a Donald, a former president Donald Trump meeting somebody or other on the on the uh, golf course without golf clubs. So it's, it, you know, again, it was like, what is this like Tony Soprano meeting up with Silvio in his basement? There's no golf clubs in the back of that uh, golf course. Why is he there? What's going on here? So they kind of like, uh, you know, it brought her on for one discussion, Taiwan. And uh, that led into something else, which was a little bizarre, but that's how people work. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Not at all. I'm just intrigued with Taiwan. I really am. Uh, because it was such a big story when uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi went over there. And, and I thought it was very good and courageous. But if you saw the interview, you would know, and I'll bring this up as well, that the, it was all about Nancy Pelosi, and it wasn't about anything else. And then we see that so often with Nancy. We see that so often with even the pres- President Biden. For instance, Joe Biden was asked, you know, his thoughts about uh, the late uh, uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. He said, oh, she reminds me just like my mother. And, you know, I'm floored when I see that because that's exactly what Joe Biden is all about. And that's, for that matter, Nancy Pelosi. You know, they go out there looking heroic and whatnot. But, again, it's all about them. This is the same commander-in-chief that was on the tarmac uh, a little over a year ago looking at his watch. Uh, while the bodies of the Marines were brought back from Afghanistan. It's it's such such selfishness. But this is our president, the same president just a couple of weeks ago, and I will ask the the congresswoman about his speech a couple of Thursdays ago. And now all of a sudden, 21 years after uh, 9-11, after we knew who the enemy was, uh, that enemy is no longer the the common enemy anymore. But in fact, the enemy is within. What's her name? Uh, Congresswoman Jayapal? Uh, the one she just she just looks like a whalefish. I I don't know what it is. Every time I see her, I just think that she just sucked on a lemon. And typically, I don't talk about physical traits or, or, or characteristics, but there's something about Jayapal from Washington, the state of Washington, that just it just it just bugs me. But uh, she her own little tribute to 9/11. And just just to be clear here, uh, she is Persian. I think she is. Uh, uh, I, th- I think she is from the Muslim community. And so she, obviously she's got a little slant on, on a lot of things, especially as a Democrat. But uh, when referring to those who, uh, who were lost in 9-11, she included the 19 hijackers that uh, commandeered those jets that day as victims as well. And so why would you do that? And Tucker last night was talking about Fetterman, Fetterman this past Sunday, which was 9-11, September 11th, 21st anniversary of which. And he is at an anti-abortion rally in Pennsylvania. And that in itself is just. It, I, so when whenever we hear like country music, no, have you forgotten all that stuff? You know, stand together. We will never forget. Let me tell you something. First of all, and I said this before, the fact that the uh, 9/11 fell on a weekend very convenient for the networks. That's when that's their day of rest. Saturday and Sunday. That's when they get all this the second stringers to come in anyway. So they could just go on the shelves and just dig up old stuff and then we, we, you know, show it again and again, which is fine, which is good. But that's convenient for them. But the bottom line is this. And, and we started seeing this even years ago when, uh, uh, what's his name, Matt uh, oh, Jeepers Creepers from NBC. What, what they were more enamored with uh, one of the Kardashians reported of having uh, cancer. And it was like the 10th anniversary of 9-11. This was a long time ago. And uh, the, the, so, so I started seeing that like a decade or so after 9-11. I so oh, we'll never forget this. Got to put your flag up and whatnot. Well, it's been 21 years. And trust me, uh, by the year 2025, and God knows where we're going to be two, three years from now. Or for that matter, even after these general, uh, the, the midterms, which I'm not feeling too good about, by the way. Uh, who knows how we're going to remember 9-11 if we remember it at all. So looking at the phones, I am not going to a commercial break, but I've got to do something real quick. Give me a second. Just want to make sure that was okay. Sorry for the delay there. Uh, 5.45, right? Am I looking at my phone? Am I looking at it correctly? I just turned into uh, Mr. Burns' voice from The Simpsons. Oh, yes. We have the congresswoman calling in. Tell the congresswoman to wait. I know it's today because I talked to her assistant. So now it's 5.46. So this is when Glenn Curry just gets into a little anxious. Oh, what's going on? Did I give her the right number? Is it my fault? It's always my fault. It's no one else's fault. Sorry. I've been watching this. Oh, here we go. So this is going to be, let's take the phone call now. And Yes, it's Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. How are you, Congresswoman? Uh, Great. How are you doing, Glenn? Very good. Very, very good. Uh, And again, I know you just flew back from Taiwan, and I know your arms are tired. I had to throw that out.
3: (laughs) Yes, uh, I did that all myself.
2: (laughs) Well, I tell you, I saw your interview on, it's not good, it's Wake Up America. Is that Newsmax, uh, ma'am? Is that Okay, that is Newsmax. It was a great interview, but it seems like they were more enamored with what was going on with President Trump on the golf course than than your trip to the three countries. And I'm not going to do that to you, although I will ask other questions. But just basic, basic stuff. First, you felt that uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi went up over there for uh, partisan reasons, more selfish than anything. It was all about Nancy. And, and you made a comment about that, which is what drove you, uh, rather in, in inspired you, if you will, to go with others. I believe you went with other Congress people. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I think the, the issue with Nancy Pelosi is that she was making a stand, and I, uh, I think it's a good thing for the Speaker of the House to lead a delegation to go to taiwan and show our support uh for taiwan and the fact that they're one of our most important trading partners in the world right now they're in, our, in the top 10 maybe eight or nine right. uh, in terms of trading partners for the united states but she refused to allow any republicans to go with her to show a bipartisan front mm-hmm. and it wasn't until she was criticized uh by the media that she decided at the very last moment uh to to sort of uh you know grudgingly say, oh, a couple of members could go, you know, literally without, within hours of her taking off. So it was not a sincere gesture. It was really about self-promotion, in my opinion. Right. But, uh, look, I, I'm glad that she went. So uh, right. yeah. it, was, it was a strong signal. I'd been to Taiwan before. I went in 2018. Mm-hmm. And the tensions, of course, weren't the same then because China was not in as strong a position as it appears to be. in now because we have a weak administration and a weak administration and a weak projection by the United States, is provocation and and for our our enemies like China. And China has been wanting to move into, uh, seize a lot of Taiwan, even though Taiwan is technically part of China. Uh, They have a democracy. It's a vibrant democracy. So it's got a unique uh, feature. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's on an island uh, off the mainland of China. So Mm -hmm. uh, it was very important that we go. Some of the most important uh, semiconductors, uh, the chips that are made, for industry and uh, something almost seventy percent of the key ones at least the more specific ones are made in Taiwan mm-hmm. and what's really interesting is we have a little bit of an imbalance of trade right now we do uh, we uh, import more from Taiwan uh, than we export but they want to change that they actually want to invest in the United States and invest their technology to help us you know bring up our technology on these issues particularly semiconductors they're talking about investing so it's a very important relationship in a very hostile part of the world because of china's dominance and the emergence of china as a global power uh, not just economically but militarily Mm -hmm. and the bullying that china engages in with its neighbors whether it's uh korea uh taiwanese uh Ah. mongolia which is sandwiched between the soviet union or former soviet union now russia and Mm -hmm. china Mm -hmm. and uh you know the other eastern uh the other asian nations in that region Mm -hmm. so you know, not to mention the Tibetans and and uh, India and other uh, other areas where uh, you know the Dalai Lama is now in exile in right. in uh, in Dharamshala, India, because of uh, the the aggression from China. So mm-hmm. we know that they're a bully, and we want to make sure that uh, we preserve the global world order. And it's leading with the United States with our our respect for freedom and democratic principles against China's authoritarianism and the Chinese Communist Party. And their intent intent to influence and take over a lot of these regions that are trying to become emerging democracies
2: well how, how were you received? I mean you know you, you saw that you must have saw a notable difference between uh, recently and two thousand and eighteen how did the, the the delegation or the the dignitaries that you met perhaps the the president of taiwan i 'm sorry i don 't know the hierarchy, but how did they receive you when you arrived there this time
3: uh, actually, both times uh, we were received very warmly and received well and and obviously were very important to the taiwanese economic situation Mm -hmm. we also have a taiwan relations act that many people may not remember that was signed by jimmy carter back in 1979 uh that guarantees the importance of taiwan as an ally Mm -hmm. also authorizes the united states to provide arms to taiwan and they want the help, and they seems more urgent this time than they did in 2018, because I'm sure. of course in 2018, right. President Trump was in office and he was projecting strength right. and really putting the Chinese on right. their heels on a lot of issues, right. particularly the Chinese Communist Party. They were He was standing strong on a lot of issues, forcing uh, tariffs and other issues to make them a fair trading partners, right. cracking down on their intent to continue to steal our intellectual property and a lot of other those issues uh, where we're not seeing that now with president biden you know mm-hmm. he's compromised his own son you know he's got uh, is is probably you know between joe biden's probably the most compromised president on china that we've had in, in u.s history
0: I, 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 and no so doubt. that's
3: a problem and the chinese sense weakness they take advantage and that's why i think the taiwanese are a little more concerned this time i'd say a little bit more concerned about the potential threat of China trying to invade Taiwan, especially in light of the debacle in Afghanistan that was poorly handled by President Biden, Mm -hmm. watching Putin uh, move in in an unprovoked war against Ukraine, seeing Putin now turn to China for assistance because Ukraine has uh, provided some resistance that was unexpected by Putin. So I I think it's even more important now in the uh, geopolitical situation that Taiwan is looking to the United States to be a reliable ally, Mm -hmm. not just a trading partner. And I think that they were concerned, are we reliable? Will we stand up and live up to our obligations? Mm -hmm. And by the way, they're willing to pay for some of the uh, uh, weaponry that we are allowed to give them through the Taiwan Relations Act. So it's not like it's a taxpayer issue there the taiwanese government is willing to provide their you know payment for us
2: for well, that and then president biden said that we would defend taiwan if it was invaded and yet we're, we're doing a proxy war if you will in, in uh in uh, ukraine giving them billions and billions of dollars you know are, are you fearful that you know at this i mean first of all when you when you arrived at taiwan i don't know if you arrived in the day or at night congresswoman Tenney. Uh, But did you feel that you know you you were seeing things differently this time? If were were there warships in the horizon? Uh, Were there different things around the airport when you arrived there that was different? What was different rather uh, four years ago?
3: Well, this was actually uh, obviously a much more celebrated uh, type of uh, entry into the country. We had come from. Mongolia, and before that, South Korea. So we had been in the region already. Okay. Uh, but obviously with the hostility in China, performing military exercises in the straits between China, the mainland China and Taiwan, uh, threatening Nancy Pelosi to shoot down her plane, right. sending threatening letters to all of our offices, official offices of our bipartisan delegation. Yes, it was a, definitely a different uh, greeting uh, because of the, the scenario with the Chinese, but that did mm-hmm. not... Uh, stop the very warm reception that we received from the Taiwan uh, Taiwanese government. Obviously, their uh, their COVID restrictions were, were pretty uh, uh, shuddering when we got there. But sure. we were also greeted by throngs of media, uh, international media from around the world, and, and particularly Asia. So. That was a little different than my last trip in 2018 when it was just me and one other member of Congress. Right. And, and also obviously the situation was a lot different. The, the threat to Taiwan was not as great as it is uh, now and even our, our former uh, national security Advisor Robert O'Brien indicated that the threats are, are are increased based on what they were back in 2018. So yeah, it was a different way, it was a different um, uh, different uh, issue, not to mention the fact that the Taiwanese government, uh, was also more urgent in their discussions with us when we met with uh, President Tsai, mm-hmm. the Prime Minister, Joseph Wu, who has been condemned and censored by China, sure. uh, you know, because of their intent on becoming and maintaining a vibrant democracy there and standing up to China and wanting to maintain their important trading uh, partnerships with places like the United States. So it was definitely a little different uh, in, in terms of that, but they were just as anxious. And I think what it is doing is causing us to revisit uh, Something you just alluded to is President Biden's instincts were to yes, we're going to defend Taiwan. Right. Uh, immediately rolled back by uh, White House staff and Secretary uh, of State Blinken, who right. said, "Oh no, no, you know we're going to maintain the one China policy uh, toward Taiwan." Uh, but that's something that I think we're going to be looking at differently. Uh, some of the Chinese representatives we met with their their parliamentary members, and they asked us if we would consider moving away from what they are calling the strategic ambiguity. That policy that we have where we don't really recognize Taiwan to a strategic clarity, to a clear ally, uh, distinct from China, even though they're a part of China, but distinct in terms of their trading relationship with us. I mean, we don't even have an embassy with China. We have uh, an institute Mm -hmm. uh, because they are are with Taiwan because of the situation with China and and them being known as uh, the People's Republic of China. So it was a very interesting discussion, but I do think we need clarity because things have changed uh, over the years with China since 1979 when the Taiwan Relations Act was passed. Things are very different. China is a global power now. They weren't back then. Right, thanks Uh, to the World Bank, yes.
2: so, so, what, so going forward, I mean, you know, China's got a lot more to lose because of that, because of their, uh, you know, their, their, their position in the world as opposed to 1979, or for that matter, f- as opposed to 2000. Uh, so a lot of things have changed there. So, would it be in their best interest to take over Taiwan, or would that just screw up everything as far as their progress? They have a ton of problems over there, not to mention 1.4 billion people. Would it be in their best interest to take over Taiwan?
3: They they do, and that's very astute of you to notice. They are ha- they do have issues, and they are trying to leverage their global economic power using their assets to leverage weaker countries and countries with um, less stable and less strong economies. Whether it's in Africa, South America, uh, other parts of Asia, uh, parts of the Balkans, right. uh, you know, other parts of Europe that where they're using their leverage, they're buying up infrastructure or sure. providing infrastructure. Leveraging in exchange for fealty to the Chinese Communist Party, and they also have the People's Liberation Army, which has some you know strength and power, and they're growing and constantly building mm-hmm. on their uh, their military strength. So, uh, yeah, they do have a lot of irons in the fire, and they do have issues at home. Obviously, they have inflation, they have you know a lot of unrest. Uh, certainly, you know the crackdown on Hong Kong. Right. You know, it was definitely a weak uh, moment for Xi Jinping. Yes, something that President Tsai stood up for the people of Hong Kong no. uh, in the face of a communist dictator. Right. Certainly, they'd love to be able to get rid of the Taiwan uh, president, who is a strong person. She got mm-hmm. reelected pretty handily in 2020, and so mm. she's she's in power at least for a few more years. But uh, And she had, was facing re-election in a, in a year or so, a year and a half when I when I met her the first time. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, it's just an interesting dynamic that a lot of Americans don't think about, that we have real interests around the world, not to mention one important issue. Is yeah. We provide a lot of agricultural trade
0: right. to
3: right. Taiwan. So a lot of our, you know, as you look at the new 24th district in New York State, right. we're going to be the leader in, in agriculture in the state, and we have a potential to have continued trading relationships with countries like Taiwan. Taiwan. So uh, those are important to our state as well. And uh, getting our products there, uh, our agricultural products there could be you know, critical for New York State as well. So we have an interest in this, as does the entire United States.
2: Real quick, uh, I just wanted to ask, I mean, China's also buying property right here, and in some cases close to military bases. H- has there been anyone, any inquiries to whether or not, uh, I mean, we're looking at the defense, missile defense system coming up here, not to mention Fort Drum. Are there any reports of China buying any property up here near Fort Drum?
3: I have not heard that, but I know about, about a lot of the property being purchased. It's under uh, definitely under review The Council on Foreign Relations and other groups that should be looking into China purchases, uh, or should be looking into that. I have a bill, the China Watcher Act, that I'm trying to get passed here that would give us additional diplomatic, uh, a diplomatic office in the Secretary of State's office to make sure we're watching China. Things like purchasing property, getting involved in the economy, interfering in politics, interfering on the cyberspace, and things like that. Those are things that my bill would help us uh, bolster our ability to watch China. Uh, it's a bipartisan bill. It was supported by, uh, you know, the chairman, uh, the Democratic chair of right. the other Foreign f- Affairs f- Committee, and many others. So I got a t- t- uh, Ten a seconds. Lot that we have to pay attention to, and we have a lot of investigations. No of doubt that about that we're looking into. I don't know about Fort Drum. You may know that, but uh, I have
2: I to do not. Yeah, but list uh, list. Congresswoman Tenney, thank you very, very much. I got to go. With CBS is up next, but we'll talk to you very soon. Thank Great. you, ma'am. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate talking to you. Uh, you too. Thank you. Presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance.
0: I'm Allison Keyes. and